0: home building and remodeling show. Let's go. Welcome everybody to the home building and remodeling show. My name is Chris Kirby and I'll be your host. I am the owner of three construction companies on the Alabama Gulf Coast. The show is about residential construction. We're going to cover topics of home building and remodeling. Are you thinking of doing a remodel or building a home? Are you a contractor looking to improve your knowledge base or grow your business? Have you ever done a remodel project or built a home? There were so many things you wish you knew or that you could have done differently during the process. Then this show is for you. We break down the process of building and remodeling and how to have the best results during your project. Whether you're a DIYer looking for tips, someone looking to hire a contractor to do a project, or a contractor looking to expand your knowledge base or your business. Welcome aboard. Glad to have you. Stay tuned. We kick off the show with my thoughts on home building and remodeling. I'll share best practices and talk about some of our experiences in business and out in the field. These shared thoughts and lessons learned are meant to help you on your very own journey. Let's go. What what it takes is experience. It takes diligence. It takes the biggest thing in contracting that you can understand, and I'm sure it applies to, to business in general, is understanding your cash flow. Because you will have weeks where you feel like you're breaking the bank. You're raking it in. Man, I closed out five jobs and and I made a ton of money. Let me go buy a new boat. Well, that's not that's not what you want to do, okay? Honestly, because the next week you may close out zero jobs. But the burden, overhead burden, didn't really shift. You still have people working for you. You still got people depending on you. You've hired more people. So short of firing people and turning down work you or not going out to do estimates or not doing um, more, you get into this cycle where you're, you're chasing your tail, and we've done it. We've done it for a very long time, and I don't know that as a business owner you ever get out of the cycle of chasing your tail. It's just how you manage that cycle. Honestly, that, that's all it is. The, the requirements of business are all the same, right? You've got to pay your taxes. You've got to hire people. You've, you've got to maintain a payroll. You've got to find work. You've got to generate leads and create awareness and do branding. And that is all going to remain the same when you're small or when you're large. More work, more money. More problems, equal more responsibility, more commitments to the end user, to the client. And so, you know, the best advice that I could give you out of all this and everything that we've talked about, and, and it applies to contractors, but it also applies to, to everyday uh, small business owners, is to understand your cash flow and do everything you can in the very beginning when you're making smaller amounts and you're starting to want to go out on your own and grow your business. You, you need to understand cash flow and the importance of the the statement that cash is keen and and the reason for that is in contracting when when you have let's just say for instance we do a draw schedule for a home build and a part of that draw schedule is what you know you do work they come they inspect it they give you a paycheck well inevitably there's going to be a delay sometimes and so you're sometimes overcommitting you commit money knowing that you're about to get a draw and it becomes this cart cart before the horse right where you you pay a sub or a vendor and expecting to get a draw that week and and you don't get it right and again it's the same thing in other businesses where you think you're going to make a big sale but something happens it could be as simple as this ACHs take longer than credit card payments. Um, and when you have to make payroll, if you're new or your system is new, the ACH, a bank ACH, is going to take even longer to hit your bank account, money in the bank, than somebody who's been doing the bank ACHs for a while. And so what you've got to look at is physical Money in the bank, right? And make your decisions based on what you currently have all the time. And the reason that I say that is because if somebody calls and uses a credit card, it could take two or three days. Don't spend the money until it hits. If somebody calls and hits a and uses a ACH, it could take up to 10 business days. Don't spend the money until it hits. Okay. Cause you never know. If it if it goes through, if there's going to be a hiccup and you're like, OK, I've got 10. It's Monday. Uh, they called a made an ACH and I can go ahead and line this work up, get my subs out here and go ahead and get started. Because sure enough, by Friday, I'm going to have my I'm going to have my money and I could pay the pay the subs and now we move into shop talk it's the portion of the show where i bring in a co-host and we cover trending topics in home building and remodeling hope you enjoy let's go welcome everybody we got uh pete our uh, general manager here he is the general manager of uh, Kirby homes and uh, where we build custom homes and we just want to talk a little bit about some of the stuff we're dealing with going through um you know the mission of the home building remodeling show is to share our experience with the with the audience to see you know uh what we're going through as home builders remodelers contractors interior designers and uh that shared information is something that they can learn from glean from and i'm sure that they have some common experiences so one of uh, one of the things that uh, we were just talking about right before the show started is uh, we are building a home in Gulf Shores, and so there are some some hurdles as a builder before you even start the project. And we talk about pre-construction pretty heavily around here because a lot of uh, homeowners or home build clients don't understand what it takes to uh, get the lot land developed and ready just to build. So um, one of the things that happened to us where we're on the Alabama Gulf Coast and we have um, different requirements for our dirt, right? So anytime you build a home, you want to build up a pad and um, you cannot use red dirt on the island is, is what they say and we're doing a monolithic pour monolithic means that we're doing the pour all in one shot the footers and the foundation um and so for, in order for us to do that anytime here that we do a monolithic pour we have to have a compaction test and we also have to get the the soil tested as well right not just the Correct. so talk to me about what that looks like so there's a company a local company they are a geotechnical company and what they do is they actually do the the you know they produce a soil report right. and um so talk to me about what just happened and, and kind of you know as we're going through this build and we're getting approvals and stuff right and, and start with uh kind of where we are in the build which is ready getting ready to break ground right right
1: we're we're surveyed out, staked out, and before we progressed with Monolithic Slab, we had a company called Geocon, a local company. Uh, we actually take a sample of the uh, sand, dirt composition that we're using to build up the slab yep. and have them test it. What they're looking for are different, uh, the, the, the basically the buildup of it as well as the density of it. Yeah, just to make sure that it's going to work for the footers and slab,
0: gotcha. Uh, throughout and, the building, and and that came from so our site guy, who's going to do our dirt work and, and our foundation work, he actually had to go get a sample, from right? The pit mm-hmm. from the pit. And bring it to this company so they could run basically a lab report on it. They could right. test it in the lab, okay. And uh, the requirement it had to be was ninety five percent. Okay, that's and for the
1: county. Anywhere it, in the county of uh, any anywhere in Baldwin County is ninety five percent density. Levels. Okay.
0: And then basically what that means is the sand was approved. It, it met the density requirement, and now we're gonna take that sand and we're going to go use it for our foundation for our site work and stuff like that uh to build up the house pad now is that the the end of the soil report or information what's the next part to that so
1: they test in the lab for that but they also come out to the project once the pad is ready and do a actual um
0: compaction test.
1: compaction test where yep. they they actually test how hard that um uh, Preliminary area is just to make sure it's adequate for pouring footers and uh, ultimately the slab.
0: Yeah. And so we're sitting here as contractors, as builders. Right. And we go through this stuff and you learn. Guess what? You don't build a home until you build your first one. Right. So um, and we, we just finished our 13th. Okay, so we're getting there. Um, but and we've done plenty of um home additions and stuff all before we started building custom homes. So um usually that th- this is all information that people out in the field and project managers and stuff are taking care of. But on in Gulf Shore specifically, just because you can't use the harder red red dirt, uh some areas require you to use that sand. And I know me just as a a layman right um i'm thinking sand you're you're we're about to build a house on top of sand correct that's a that's a wild concept um and uh but we're sitting here and we're talking about compaction tests and soil reports right mm-hmm. testing soil and and things like that that it, it hits home the fact that there's a lot more to building a home than just let me get my construction loan. Let me pick a contractor and, and let's get this thing going. And, you know, luckily, the more you use a company like Geocon and and stuff like that, the quicker they'll they'll respond. They know you need help and and uh, you, you've you used them a lot. So, um Luckily, they were able to turn this thing around in in a day, right? It took them a day to test this and stuff like that. But it's a part of our process where if you don't know this stuff, right, if you're not working with the right builder or the right person, somebody who's going to take the time to to talk you through these steps or do the pre-construction with you, and you just go out and and try to build, what are you going to do when the county tells you you've got the wrong dirt on your lot You can't use the dirt that's there. Uh, that dirt's not approved. And as a matter of fact, they'll fine you. Correct. You cannot bring in the wrong dirt. Um, you know, and that's what we try to do here is educate even the consumer, right? We want this this show is for DIYers, it's for people looking to enhance their business, contractors who are looking to get more information. But the bottom line is as contractors, we're learning every day. We are learning every day, and and honestly, I don't think with the way that construction advances are happening, innovation is happening. I don't think that we're ever going to stop growing and learning. And changes are, you know, look at look at the heat wave that mm-hmm. we've got going on. On top of this, it's 110 degrees uh, with the heat index, right? Mm-hmm. And everything that we do is just magnified because of because of the weather conditions. Correct. Well, that, that's climate change. And now all this technology is happening to, to make eco-friendly products. And every step we take, there is a new product, a new way to build something, a new way to do it. Right. Mm -hmm. And all of this stuff slowly gets implemented into the code book. And, and you went to a recent code meeting and were they not talking about, um, the, the, All of the changes, just for like, what was the energy conservation and stuff coming up? Correct. Yeah.
1: Yeah, they it's first of all that everybody right now, most the majority of them are one code book behind.
0: Yeah, they Um, operate. So, so for instance, what Pete is talking about. All of our municipalities in in our county, right, is uh, operating, most of them, I say, are operating out of the 2018. I think we've got one or two that have now jumped over to the 2021 IRC, but most are operating in the 2018.
1: Yeah, Orange Beach and Gulf Shores are on the 2021. And the plan is to have everybody, when the 2024 comes out, everybody's going to swap at the same time. Right. So everybody's on the same par, same level.
0: So right now we're kind of bypassing the 2021 in some municipalities, but there's a lot of reason for that. And I think they're trying to reel in. There's just so much change in the 21 compared to the 2018 when it comes to energy code and different things like that. Right. Um, it makes it very hard for the homeowner, the consumer, the builder, the client, like everybody, even the inspectors. To adopt such a large change, yep. there's training that has to take place for the builders, for the for the inspectors, and so and you're thinking, oh, well, 2018, 20, it's been three years. No, there is a lot involved in yeah. in, in building, but um, that's why I say you never stop learning because not only you know is is climate change happening and we're moving into an eco friendly. Um, and environmentally friendly uh, build, but we're moving the code book right along with that. Correct. And uh, part, of, part of balancing what we do is making sure that as we're building that we're abiding by the code. Now we're going to move into the portion of the show where we talk interior design. We're going to bring in an interior designer, and we're going to talk trending design and products. Hope you enjoy. Let's go. Welcome back. I have one of our interior designers slash uh, she's a real estate agent or realtor. Um, Whitney here with us. So she she wears two hats. But today we're going to talk about um, not only the interior design side, but we were working together and will continue working together on some unique opportunities. So we have the the home building business. We have the remodeling business and then we started the interior design side. And with you coming on initially part-time and then growing into one of our full-time designers, but you you also have a real estate license, it presented a unique opportunity because me and my wife also are investors and we do flip properties and we work for other investors and in flip properties. So it was kind of cool to have... an an in-house agent that could really talk to us about not just you, you always comp a property like that. So when you're flipping a house, you look at the as is state and you put together a scope of work and then you come up with an after repair value or an ARV. Um, And so for you, you're able to help me do that, but it's, it's double-hatted because You're able to comp it and say, hey, Chris, when we're done, you should be able to sell this house for X. But for you, you've got the benefit of saying, I'm going to design it as well. And you know what other properties in the area have in them and what it's going to take to reach that ARV or that comp that we need to get it sold. Um, so I, I wanted to talk to you about that. Um, and this is the first time on the on the show. Uh, so tell me about first, let's talk about your experience in real estate because you've been doing that for a while, right? And yeah that, so
2: I've been in real estate for four years now. Um, I'm, I came from Iowa which okay you know that yeah um, came back, you know, I had my I had a business there previously. Um, real estate has always been what I've wanted to do and design. So like when me and you met and kind of yeah. decided to mesh together, it really seemed like a perfect fit. Um, I've been in real estate for four years now. Um, I started with a home builder, a local big builder. Which um, is
0: that, another benefit yeah. for us because you do have uh, that experience in the, um, the home build side, you know, and mm-hmm. w- when you were doing that, were you doing walkthroughs or what were you doing as an agent for a production builder?
2: So for them, it was, you know, obviously I represented the builder. Um, but as part of, like, all of our duties that we did was we were assigned communities. You know, we were specking homes. You know, it's minimal for for these spec homes. But, yeah. you know, we're picking colors. We're flooring cabinets, interior colors, exterior colors. Um, but we're also part of the whole process of the build. So, you know, from beginning to end, from, you know, trenching stage with permitting, all the way to completion it was um a really good experience because i was able to work hand in hand with the superintendents of the community and yeah sell real estate but then also learned so much of construction and i've always been so interested in it and i, I loved it
0: yeah so. no that and that and that's so it's so good and it's a breath of fresh air when you bring in somebody who has experience uh, in multiple ways. So that experience coming to work for a home builder or contractor and and also somebody who wants to start an interior design company, you had some leverage because you mm-hmm. had experience and I knew you were going to be beneficial to our company because you had that experience. But also that's where my, my passion started getting reignited on the flipping opportunities right. because uh, we still do work for investors and do the contracting side. And, and me and my wife have done a lot of that in the past, but it presented an opportunity with you being here because it does, when you're doing a flip property, there are some key people that you need to make it work. So for any of you looking at getting into that, your your contractor and your realtor, they really make or break deals because the comps, they have to be right. The, the, the realtor has to be knowledgeable about what it's going to take, what the market looks like, what price to list it for. Um, and then for you, it's also what upgrades are needed. And it's more than just the realtor perspective you're providing now. You're saying what upgrades are needed because now you're also an interior designer and you're working every day in interior design. And so you know Product, mm-hmm. cost, uh, comparability to other houses in the area. So, you know, because what you don't want to do when you're flipping, uh, you don't want to overextend yourself and make the flip personal. It has to be uh, comparable to get the price that you want. So you can't go in and make it extravagant if the entire neighborhood is basic. I mean, so some right. of those things they absolutely matter and then as a as a newer flipper, people can get in there and they make it personal mm-hmm. and they're like, "No, I want this high end and this and they they make all the decisions based on filling and a good realtor will rein that in right. and say, "Listen, you really don't need to spend the money there. Put it in the the master bathroom, put it in the kitchen, put it in these spaces, but you know, LVP versus bamboo hardwood you you're this is a flip property. This right. isn't somewhere you're going to live. You don't want to over customize, right? Is that Right.
2: Yeah. I mean, it all depends on the neighborhood. So, you know, when you're going into, you know, I'll just use an example of like a a spec neighborhood. Yeah. Big production. You know, there's only so far that they're going to extend that to, you know, every every quarter roughly they're they're bumping prices up. Yeah. But it's still going to be the same products that are in there. So you don't want right. to, you know, and I've seen that out in the market a lot. Um, but yeah, yeah it the, just doesn't make sense. Well,
0: and the, and, and the, because the,
2: they're still going to pump them out yes, with the same yes. things over and, and over again.
0: And the thing is, right, and we, we've just dealt with this, but the, the appraiser is going to come out and they're going to look and, and do the same thing that are realtor They're going to run comps and they're going to look at values and, You know, yes, they will give you some extra credit, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. But it's not going to be something where you go and put an extra 50K in. You may get 10. You're not going to, you know what I mean? Right. So, so the, you rely on the realtor to really, um, keep you, keep you in check when you're doing these projects. So it was super cool for you to come in and now we can, for me, it's just talking, continuing to talk and look at properties mm-hmm. and evaluate the, our position and, and the situation. Uh, but the other side of that is the design side. Mm-hmm. So I want to talk about how, as an investor, for any investor watching this or for, for really anybody, how does a interior designer add value to the flip process? So for me... I was excited because as a flipper, as an investor, you have to make all the decisions, the colors from outside to inside, the roof. I mean, pretty much you're you're the one making all the decisions. Thanks for joining us today. As always, we are grateful for our listeners and your continued support. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Follow us on social media via Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Get more info at our website, www.thehomebuildingshow.com And as always, remember who we are. The Home Building and Remodeling Show.